Joining me right now is Executive Director of the Second Harvest Food Bank of the Mahoning Valley, Mike Iberis. Mike, can you put into perspective uh, how bad the need for food is locally right now? Sure. Well, it's been a couple of bad years, obviously. The pandemic has uh, certainly uh, certainly done a lot of damage to the area, done a lot of damage, to, of course, to, to the nation. And so we saw a tremendous spike in the number of people coming to our pantries uh, during the beginning of the pandemic, a year and a half ago or so, a little more than that. And uh, that has kind of weaned off a little bit and it's kind of come down uh, back to its normal uh, its normal numbers. However, the, uh, the surprise to us to learn that we're seeing a big spike in senior citizens coming to our pantries over the last six months. It appears that there, because the, we know that seniors are on a fixed income, whatever that income may be, uh, we're finding out that many of them, because of the inflation, because of higher costs for things, they've now had to come to a pantry for the first time in their lives. So our 160 agencies in Columbiana, Mahoning, and Trumbull County are seeing a spike in senior citizens. However, the uh, high-end panic numbers that we saw last uh, February and March of last year and then continued through most of last year have come back down to, to more reasonable levels. But we're still uh, in, a, uh, in a mode where there's, uh, where there's a number of people that are coming to pantries. Uh, the names change, the faces change, but there's always someone that's in need in, uh, in, in, need in terms of an emergency situation. Are the numbers still above pre-pandemic levels, or are they right there kind of in the mix? They've come back to pre-pandemic levels. We're back to about uh, 13,000 people a week that we're providing food for in Trumbull, Columbiana, and Mahoning County. So we're back down to what it was before the pandemic. Uh, and again, some of those names have changed, their faces have changed, there's different people, but there's still the emergency situation of having to go to a, a, a pantry in, in an emergency situation. We're seeing inflation uh, in a lot of things that, uh, that Americans use by whatever, how you have it. How is that impacting people coming to the food bank or impacting what you guys do here at Second Heart? Well, we've taken some time to learn a little bit more about what folks are experiencing. So we're getting out, we're working with our pantries, we're visiting, we're talking with people, and we're finding that, of course, uh, what most of us are experiencing, we're seeing higher gas prices, we're seeing higher food prices, and because of the su supply chain uh, disruption that's occurring, uh, many things are costing us more. It could be clothes, it could be, it could be uh, shoes, it could be uh, any furniture, it could be any number of things, automobiles, of course. It's a lot of things that have gone up in price that are taking more income and more uh, resources from people's, uh, from people's budgets. And uh, some, some of them are finding that now that, hey, I don't have enough for the food, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to visit a pantry. And so we've got a lot of first-timers that are showing up over the last uh, five or six months. I think we're coming out of the pandemic right now. I don't know if you agree with me or not. I hope that we're coming out of it. Where do you see this going right now in terms of hunger in our community? Well, I do like to think that we are coming out of the pandemic. Uh, certainly, we don't know that for sure. Uh, signs are that things, um, things are happening uh, to, to uh, keep people safe. 
I think that as far as a food bank is concerned, as far as emergency food distribution, um, you're always going to have people that are in need. Uh, there, there's just issues involved in, uh, in the community. There's, uh, uh, there's illnesses. There's uh, a number of things, uh, job, uh, job situations. Um, there's, uh, there's just income uh, reduction uh, that have caused people to have to come to an emergency emergency a food pantry. So I, I think that we probably will continue to see uh, a, a small spike uh, because we do have, uh, we do have folks that are they're still going to be in need. Can you remember a year where the need has actually gone down? It's gone up every year in the past 10 years, right? It has. The last decade, we've seen an increase in the number of people coming to our um, emergency pantries. Um, and we kind of record that, with, and we work with the pantries to try to determine what's causing it. And sometimes it's uh, new people moving into the, to the area that need to get, need to get situated. Sometimes it's, uh, again, we talked about illnesses. We talked about, we talked about disabilities. Uh, people will, uh, will go through those things in their family, either, either illness with, with the breadwinner or illness with someone in the family. Now you've got a, uh, a situation where you, you've, uh, you, you, you t- you're taking care of people within your family. And so uh, there's a whole, whole group of reasons why, why people come to an emergency pantry. And uh, we're, we're, we're getting a pretty good feel for that because we're getting more and more out there. We're wanting to know what's exactly causing folks to want to come. So we're out there wanting to learn more and more about their situations and what causes them to, to need to come to an emergency pantry. And it, it goes without saying just how important these pantries are. I mean, they're the lifeline of people in our community, correct? Well, pantries make it happen. Remember, they're all volunteers. They all say to themselves, what can we do to help our community? What can we do to help the people that, that we know, our friends and neighbors in our area, to, uh, to have enough food for, the, for their family? And, and they come together and they say, this is our mission. Uh, they're mostly faith-based, mostly churches. And they say, you know what? This is what we do. We help people. And they do a phenomenal job of it. We are 160 pantry strong, um, representing several thousand volunteers in the three-county area of Trumbull, Mahoney, and Columbiana County. That says a lot. It says a lot for the character of the people in the Mahoney Valley. When we talked a year ago, um, there was a point in time, there was concern. You had concern because of there was very little food on these shelves in this warehouse because of the pandemic and everything that was going on. Give me the state of the food bank right now, uh, a year later, uh, as we're hopefully coming out of this pandemic. It looks like you're pretty well stocked. Well, when the pandemic started, we were uh, very low in our food. It was uh, very troubling. It was a scary time. Uh, We had at one point, and that was not, um, we didn't push the, we didn't push the panic button at that point, but uh, we were in a situation where we probably had enough food in this, uh, in this building for about five days of worth of distribution. We should have been pushing the panic button, but you know what? Something happened. Something amazing happened. Uh, and it, uh, I, I, th- I think it was just, it was just uh, a wonderful thing that uh, it, it was a, it was it was a higher power that made this happen because we didn't necessarily 
do anything ourselves other than our continual uh, uh, solicitation of food. But all of a sudden, the products started to come in. And now, as you can see behind me, and uh, as we could take you through this warehouse, we're probably uh, stocked right now with over a million pounds of food in this warehouse. And we have, uh, we have loads scheduled to come in uh, between now and the end of the year that will uh, probably bring in another million pounds of food. So the Mahoning Valley does not have to worry right now about the ability for the Second Harvest Food Bank to supply our pantries with food for the next six or eight months. So we're in, we're in pretty good shape. What could change that? What are your concerns moving forward after those six to eight months? Well, certainly any, any continual disruption in distribution, uh, the supply chain is, um, is very, very concerning because we do have a number of loads that still are not here. They were scheduled to come in. Some of our loads are arriving, but they may be three or four months uh, behind. They should have been here in the summer. They weren't, but they're coming in now. So we have, we have quite a bit of food that's still not delivered that was scheduled to be delivered. No fault of the people providing it, but unfortunately, because the supply chain is so bogged down right now, uh, through various for various uh, reasons, we're finding that our, uh, our 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 deliveries have been delayed. They're still coming in, and we've not missed any deliveries of loads. And when I say load, I'm talking about a semi, a product, but they're just behind. And we're being told by the supplier that it's coming and we're doing our best to get it to you, but we have some uh, we have some constraints on our end. Is it the truck driver shortage? It appears to be the truck driver shortage that, that's causing the, uh, the loads not to be able to get here. Because if there's only so many truck drivers and there's so many organizations uh, that are businesses that, that need that distribution, need those deliveries... You, you just have to pace yourself. So that obviously is something you'll continue to watch closely as we, we move along here, that supply chain issue. Well, we watch that every day. We, we, look at our, uh, we look at our inventory. We look at what's coming in. We look at what we have. And, and then we monitor it every day so we, we get a good idea of where we're at. Is the federal government still helping? The federal government is a tremendous asset to us. The uh, USDA provides us with a lot of product that they um, buy up surplus production in the marketplace. So they're working with farmers all the time in order to determine what's surplus and then to make sure that the price is stable. And then they purchase that product and then they distribute it to the 200 Feeding America food banks throughout the country. And then our network then distributes it to the people who are, who are in need. What about the other demographics of people coming to a pantry here locally? In our we're seeing we're seeing more people in the rural areas. Obviously, there's urban poverty and there's rural poverty. There's need in both locations. We're seeing more people in the rural areas that are coming to the pantries in, in those communities. Um, and again, that just that just uh, I, I think reflects the fact that there's. Uh, 
percentage-wise, there's as much poverty in those areas. And sometimes those folks just have to just say, hey, I, I need some help. And sometimes the folks are, are embarrassed to go to a pantry. They, they feel uncomfortable. They feel like, hey, what am I doing here? You know, I, I should. And we've, we've had people uh, that we've talked to in line and say, you know what? I really feel bad about being here because this food could be going to someone that needs it more than I do. And the people at the pantry assure them, that, hey, we're going to help you. And if you know anybody else that wants to come here, you let us know. We'll help them, too. And the fortunate thing, as we talked earlier about the amount of food we have here, is if pantries need more food, they certainly can order more food from here because it's based on the number of people that they are serving. That's how their their uh, allocation to the pantry is based. So the more people they're reporting, they're seeing, obviously the more food they would be, they would be allocated from the food bank here. I was going to ask you about the stigma of going to a pantry. There a lot of people do see it as a stigma. Uh, a lot of people say, well, you know what? I've never been in a food line before, uh, and, and I, I, I'm embarrassed to be here, uh, especially seniors. Um, you'll find people, one, one woman I can remember in a rural area uh, was elderly, and she said, I never thought I would find myself in a food line again. So in talking with her, we determined that she lived during the Depression as a youngster. Now, this, this happened a number of years ago. And she was a youngster, and her family was very poor. And they had to take, take the, uh, the government cheese and the government milk and, and, and the things that the, that the feds uh, uh, distributed at that time. And they lived very, very sparsely. And she said, I never thought I'd find myself in this situation again, but I'm on a fixed income and my utilities have gone up and other things have gone up and I had to come here. And those folks at that pantry were so kind to her because they knew who she was. She lived down the street and she came with her little wire buggy up to the pantry and one of the uh, church uh, uh, members uh, helped her to choose what she needed and uh, walked her back home. And, and so that's what, uh, that's what it's all about. So what's your message to those that may be feeling uncomfortable and, and can't swallow their pride to go to a pantry? Well, we, we would just say, if you need it, come and talk to us. If you need it, come and see us. We're here to help. We're here to help. And let's look at it this way. You come today and we'll help you. And then tomorrow, if you can help someone else, then help someone else and pay it back. And then you're going to feel better about it. Is there always going to be people that are in need of emergency food? I think there always has been. And there probably always will be people that are in need. Uh, again, the, the, cha the fa faces change, the names change, but you're always going to have someone who needs some help. We just hope that and we are getting this. We're finding that there's people that donate to us, and we're finding there's people that come back to the pantries who say, you know what, you helped me when I needed help, and now I can help someone else, and I'm going to donate to the food bank, or I'm going to donate to, to, to this food pantry. And that's an, when you see that, it's really heartwarming. It truly is, and it just shows, again, the importance of what Second Harvest Food Bank does in our community. 
just touch on a little bit about how important this organization is and what it means to you. Well, we're very blessed and very fortunate because we have the community support. We have hundreds of volunteers that come in here and, and make themselves available. We have hundreds of organizations that do food drives, uh, financial do donations, uh, in-kind donations, things of that nature. So uh, we, we could not do it without this incredible community that we live in. What do you need? What do you need moving forward? Anything? We continue, we continue obviously, to need um, financial support. Uh, anyone who feels that they can, they can contribute financially, that's always, uh, that's always a plus because it helps us to, to provide what we provide here uh, in, this, uh, in this warehouse and our fleet of uh, trucks and, and so on. We, um, we always appreciate organizations that do food drives and uh, bring, in, bring in product that we can, we can then uh, repack and get out to people. And, and sometimes, um, sometimes you get some really unique um, situations where, where uh, people will do uh, a fundraiser in other ways, really creative. And so they're kind of having a good time with this. And they're, the key is that they're engaging people within, within their, uh, their realm of, uh, of friends and neighbors and they can all feel like they're making a difference. And they are making a difference. They're making a huge difference. But we get that question quite a bit. How can I help? What can I do to bring uh, to the food bank that will help people in need? And it's just incredible. And then you have that conversation with these folks, and you find that, wow, you can, you can do this. I say, wow, uh, that's great. We're going to do that. Uh, truly, and we're starting to get... Uh, people that are bringing their kids in, their their children, as as young as four years old, uh, five, six, ten years old, grade school kids, because the parents want to show them the the value of giving and helping others, and that's a life lesson. That if you can teach your children that lesson, you've you've accomplished a lot. Anything else you'd like to share, Mike? All right. You covered it. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate it.